You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. So welcome back to another season of Behind the Horse's Eyes, Season 2. Season 1 is in the books, by the way. So if you want to catch up on all those episodes, now's your time to do it. They're still up. Season 2 is going to have some uh, some kind of celebrities coming up. We have half of Roosevelt Road. Jordan Craig stops by at at one point. It's going to be next week's episode. But this week is a very special episode. We have the NFR coming up. So I know all you ladies are wondering, hey, what am I going to wear? What's in? What do the Cowboys want to see? Well, I couldn't think of anybody else to tell you but Megan Hernandez, Miss Plump and Punchy, TikTok's favorite Western fashion gal. And if you're a plus-size fashion gal, oh, have we got a treat for you because she gives you all the secrets to all the clothes that you want to wear. We are joined by Jessman Rice, my partner in crime, my cohort and co-host on this show. So set back, buckle in, and enjoy this episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. And don't skip ahead because we've got some uh, some new sponsors, new partners on this episode. So take a listen. I'm telling you, there's going to be a few in there that you're going to want to pay attention to. So without any further ado, let's get through the uh, the 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 partners and let's get through this episode i want to take this opportunity to talk about our latest partner here on behind the horse's eyes and that is herd of zebras you can find them over at www.herd-of-zebras.com and herd of zebras is more than just an equestrian lifestyle brand it's a global community of just badass people who inspire others with their perseverance grit compassion and authenticity And what other people might call scars, whether it be physical or emotional, they call stripes. It's the experiences and the hardships that cause us to become stronger, kinder, and braver. Unlock all of that over at Herd of Zebras. I wear their shirts constantly. I was lucky enough for them to send me some swag. Um, I've done some promotional stuff for them. I'm going to tell you, I am sold. The quality of their products is, is, is amazing. They're all their products are printed here in the U.S. You're not going to find better people and people with a better message than Herd of Zebras. If you use the discount code JRyan at checkout over at Herd of Zebras, you're going to get 10% off of your order. All the info for that is going to be in the description of this episode. That's www.herd-of-zebras.com. Promo code JRyan for 10% off today. One of my most beloved sponsors has got to be Audible. I had an Audible account long before I thought about ever getting into podcasting. And Audible has an awesome gift for all of my listeners. And if you head over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan, you're going to get a free audiobook on them and me. All you have to do is sign up for a free trial. And 
if you decide that Audible's not for you, and within 30 days, you can cancel. No harm, no file, you spend no money, and you get to keep that free audiobook. Audible has hundreds of thousands of books in their catalog, read by world-renowned narrators. From New York Times bestsellers to the classics, they're all on Audible. So again, head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan and pick up your free audiobook today. I bet you didn't know we had a merch store. That's right, we actually have merch. If you head on over to the description, the notes of this episode, there will be a link there to the merch store, and you can head on over to the Mediocre Horseman store. From there, we have socks, we have hoodies, we have tanks, we have tees, and there's new designs coming out all the time. And the special this month is the Feral Appalachia shirt. 100% of the proceeds of that shirt are going to help feral horses in Appalachia. And 50% of everything else that's sold in the store is also going to go help feral horses in Appalachia through Feral Aaron as part of the Appalachia Legacy Initiative. So click the link in the description, head on over there, get something, help out some amazing horses, some amazing people, and uh, help me feed my horses, for crying out loud. As someone revs a motorcycle in the background. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. I am always your humble host, Mr. J. Ryan Chastain. Join me um, sometimes, my cohort around here, Miss Jessamine Rice, who's just staring, not, not, not talking, just staring. Hey, hey. There you Sorry, go. Sorry, I've got a wild corgi running around barking. No one wants to hear that. Something. It's always something. It's always, it's always something. I'm surrounded by horsewomen. I thought I'd have them settled down by the time we started, but no. not so much. She's biting my healers. That was it. You, was it you a couple of weeks ago that had a dog screaming in the background? No, it wasn't me. Oh no, it's Flo. <laughs> Flo, Echo Dog. That's right. Joining us tonight is well today or whenever you're going to listen to this is Megan Hernandez. You might know her as everyone's favorite plus size flashing. Fashion. That's not even a word. Fashion goddess of TikTok, Miss Plump and Punchy. Yeah, uh, here I am. That's me. Always uh, go, always go over the top just to see how far I can push that envelope. I, I love fashion goddess and putting it on my t-shirt. Got fashion. So. I, I coined yes. some, I coined someone uh carriage babe because they were a carriage driver, and now that's now that's her TikTok handle is carriage babe. Carriage babe, it's carriage that's babe. solid. That is solid. The masses gave me horse daddy, so now I just give names out. Oh, you would not believe how many people are like, what podcast are you going on? I was like, you know, horse daddy. And they like, they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, horse daddy. <laughs> like, you oh, know, everyone knows him. God. If somebody's, well, I'm going to be at Quarter Horse Congress with, um, with Jess next week. And I swear if I'm walking across the fairgrounds, somebody goes, horse daddy. I'm, I'm just going to lose it. Oh, I hope they do. And I hope you have it on video. <laughs> oh, yeah, horse daddy. That would be so oh. funny. Oh no, it's gonna be no one I get too big. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did talk to Sarah Telly about his new hat, so oh man, oh, that's, you've, that's you've, been, you've been talking to Sarah Telly, uh-huh. 
Yeah. You've been talking yeah. to Cheyenne? Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't uh, got back with me. So Cheyenne, call your boy back. Yeah, she's good people. She will. She's busy. Uh, she's she's super busy right now. Yeah. yeah. But so you have kind of made a name for yourself in the fashion space. Yes. Yeah. So I came on the scene um, just a little over a year ago uh, on Instagram. And one day I decided I was going to start an Instagram account called Pump and Punchy because I wanted my daughters and I wanted my friends to see that plus size cowgirls exist and we're out here and we're doing it and living our best lives, you know, and we dress cute and we go to rodeos. And so I, it started really just being a project for me and my buddies. And then it turned into a much, <laughs> a much bigger thing. And I'm so excited about it. You're like, you're, you're all over mine and like a few other people's FYP, like every day. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, honestly, because TikTok's been hit and miss lately. So was Western fashion something that you just gravitated to or did you grow yes. up in, you know, did you grow up in farming or ranching or? Yeah, so I am a fifth generation equestrian. Um, my grandfather is um, owned a part of the King line. Anything out of King Harmon or Can Do It came off of the ranch I grew up on. It's the same ranch I came off of. <laughs> and uh my mother also grew up rodeoing. I grew up uh, rodeoing and playing in, and you know, it was a huge part of my life. I grew up at the time we had a roping arena and he was training people how to rope. And I was the little kid on top of the chutes pulling so the cows could come out. And, and it was my very favorite job I've ever had. So I, uh, I grew up in it. I, I used to joke that my family alone kept Wrangler and Justin boots in business. Um, Cause there's so many of us. So it was a, it was a huge part of my life growing up and I've always been a crazy horse lady. Um, so the fashion, I always loved the fashion. It was the fashion uh, for a long time. I didn't realize other people didn't dress like that. <laughs> That's how we dress. So my, my favorite thing is when, you know, people dress in Western fashion and you go somewhere and they're like, one of my friends, Lauren, she always is in Western fashion. I mean, she's always dressed to the nines and whenever we go places, people are like, I like your costume and that's like her least favorite thing uh, she's ever yeah. heard. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I used yeah, to I've be bugged by that. Before. I used to be bugged by that. I have got that a couple of times, especially since like moving away from Mississippi and Texas where it was so prevalent in those two places. Yeah. Uh, like, I always kind of took it as a compliment because Dolly Parton always calls her outfits costumes. So yeah. I figured then I'm just I'm just like Dolly Parton. <laughs> you, you always hit me as as the Dolly type, uh, I'm and I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with her. I, I she's a huge inspiration to me. So, so she, okay, okay, it makes sense now. I see it. <laughs> it completely makes a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, let's do western, but also rhinestones and pink and glitter and like, let's do. <laughs> we got to be extra. Like, can't just you got to like, pat your look after the town tramp. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to be like her trash. (laughs) So do you find it or did you find it hard? Uh, Because you you are, um, I guess, lack of a better term, more of in the niche of plus size Western fashion. Mm -hmm. Did you find that a hard space uh, at first as far as finding stuff that was cute, finding stuff that that fit in with what everybody else was wearing? Yes. Um, and I still find it hard 
Um, it's still, I feel like 90% of my job now with um, like my internet platforms is that I find it and then I show you how to style it and then I tell you where to get it. And because it is so hard to source um, anywhere, a lot of the larger brands either don't have the same options that they do for the straight size gals for plus size girls, or they just don't have them at all. And so you have to really hunt like for brands that have options for us. Um, a lot of the times I have to actually go outside of normal, like Western retailers to find things that work for me. Yeah. Have you, do you feel like it's becoming starting to become a little bit more like easily accessible than it used to be? Yes. I do see a lot of change happening. Um, when I went to Wessa recently, which is like a huge, it's like this huge Western fashion event at the World Trade Center in Dallas. And it is where businesses go to buy wholesale. And Wessa is the Western event. You know what I mean? They have one in January, one in October. And when I was there, I spoke with people with Wrangler. I spoke with some some pretty large Huey I spoke to. And all of them were like, yes, we're planning on revamping our plus. Like, yes, we're, you know, like we're in the works of like getting fit models and like getting things worked out. So I'm hopeful that they were being truthful and that that is actually going to happen. But I have seen like this year Wrangler's collection um, has gone all the way up to a three X. And for a long time, it only went up to a double XL in the like trendier pieces. So I'm like super stoked to see. I do think that like things are, are changing. People are seeing. Yeah. And I'd agree. Like, I can, dude, just from like, just from my perspective, I'm another person who's in the plus size community like my whole like it's so nice to see someone like you like I wish there, I had someone like you when I was a younger kid because like I couldn't I've always been a bigger girl like I've never been you know sick thin and trying to find anything that was anything that I was interested in wearing like so I just stopped mm-hmm. dressing up I was always mm-hmm. in jeans and a t-shirt or a sweatshirt because you know I didn't I didn't like the the options that were like available to me and uh so it, it's nice to see that they're starting to expand and um but sometimes I still have a heck of a time we just had a fundraiser a uh, big fundraiser last weekend for my work and uh, I work for a nonprofit, and we held a fundraiser and it was called Stetsons and Sterling it was a western you know fashion and I, f- I could find a lot of things that were you know like nice but nothing that was really easy to find that was like Western formal, like, mm-hmm. like really dress up, like mm-hmm. you know, NFR style, you know, mm-hmm. outfits, like without being able, you'd, I'd have to go to like four or five different places to be able to put an outfit together. Yes. Yes. And Western, like specifically Western formal is almost impossible to find in plus. Like you have to look at non-Western brands and just like jazz but, it up Western. Like it is so so challenging i know a friend of mine owns nine gray horses the boutique the western boutique and she and i are putting together like a plus size nfr collection um because it is so dang difficult to find do you know what i like it's so exciting to hear you know one of the like i'm not a gal i'm not a plus size gal um but i can kind of relate to what you guys are talking about being a small guy and being in the Western world, um, you know how hard it is to find a six and a half wide boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and walk up and just find 30 30s on the rack. 30 30s. So I, I kind of, yeah, I'm a little guy. 
Yeah. Little, I'm not surprised by the 30 links, but I'm the 30 around the waist. <laughs> yeah. Little, little yeah. Fella. Five, five my son. My son is, is narrow around the waist, too. He's a bull rider. It works five, well five for him. Five, five and a buck 40. And, and the cuts of shirts, like even, mm-hmm. is, is for men. It's, it's, it almost seems like, and I know you guys can probably uh, attest to this. It almost seems like the Western world forever was about 20 years behind mm-hmm. when it came to advertising, fashion, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and we kind of like Western fashion, like I've been watching a lot of the New York Fashion Week and I've been seeing similarities like metallics are really big. Metallics are really big in Western right now. But I also think that it's its own subculture. So it has its own standards. And those standards didn't change when the regular fashion industry standards changed because it's its own culture. Yeah. So it's not like like other genres of fashion don't necessarily have an entire culture wrapped around them like Western wear do. And, and I think that's something a lot of people, and you brought up a, a very valid point there, and that's something that a lot of people don't understand, radio fashion versus Western fashion as a whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just talking to a brand about that because she was like, I don't understand why I'm not selling. And I said, because you, your stuff is rodeo stuff and you're selling to fashion girlies. Like yeah. you got to get in the rodeo scene. It's its own it, thing. Exactly. The, the rodeo folks like, and I'll use, and I love him, I love him to death, Radio Rod uh awesome guy i love his stuff i love everything he does um his style would not bode well in a rodeo arena mm-hmm. com- com- the complete opposite mm-hmm. and uh it it is button downs it is mm-hmm. it is wrangler cowboy cuts or it's mm-hmm. fishes and it doesn't you're not going to see tacovas on anybody's feet mm-hmm. you're not going to see you know queros or any of those boots you're probably going to find some R. Watsons. Mm-hmm. You might find some Lucases mm-hmm. and some Boulets. Mm-hmm. And then Boulets probably won't have a red top or anything. Yeah. Well, and it depends on what part of the nation you go to rodeo in, too. Because yeah. you rodeo in Texas, and Texas has its own subset of rodeo fashion, too. Or Mississippi or whatever. Like, here in Texas, we're heavily influenced by Vaquero fashion. So you will see some pretty wild boots in the arena because that's what's popular yeah. in that and in so that you'll, genre you'll see that in florida like once you get down yeah. to florida florida has a lot of those cracker cowboys which is heavily spanish influence you're gonna see a mm-hmm. lot of loud turquoise mm-hmm. and teal boot tops yeah um, buckaroo <laughs> type boots you're gonna see a lot of flat hatters mm-hmm. here in south carolina and georgia you're gonna see a lot of those east texas type boys mm-hmm. very conservatively dressed mm-hmm. you know, it lane frost would 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 could walk into the room and somebody mm-hmm. call him a hobo yeah yeah. 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 Hey, well, hey, Megan, do you think that you have seen a difference in the like availability of like Western fashion and stuff like that ever since Yellowstone's become popular? I do think Yellowstone has kind of pushed Western fashion into the forefront. And I've seen a lot of like not Western retailers now having kind of Western themed items. Like today, I was at Ross and there was a bunch of like, western t-shirts and so i'm super excited about that because all of my friends who own western businesses will will be making more money if more people like western yeah. wear so i'm like yeah. heck yeah everybody should wear it like what i'm loving right now is you're getting you're getting two things blurred is 80s retro like heat wave vibe kind of t-shirts mm-hmm. and stuff are coming back and we're starting to see that blended in with some western stuff 
I love it. And I love it. I'm here for the, the retro <laughs> stuff. Um, Jared Morris wears a lot of stuff like that on his show. Mm-hmm. I, I love Jared Morris. And hopefully he's going to be on this show really soon. We'll see. Yeah. But, I was jumping up and down because I found my son like a re- retro um, pearl snap. And it's got like bucking bulls and like smoke. And like, like, and it's very like 80s. And I love it. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm firmly convinced Garth Brooks and Mark Chestnut could empty out their closet from the early 90s and have a fortune on eBay mm-hmm. right now. A you fortune. Could, you a could not, five years ago, you could not give those shirts away because I'm. Yeah. I am always looking for a bar, and I'm a little guy, so mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm always looking for secondhand a lot. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'll cruise it, and you would see those early '90s. I call them the Marlboro Rodeo shirts. Yes. <laughs> and um, now, if you run across something, somebody's asking like 200 bucks for that thing before you can, you can give it away. Well, and I went the other. I've been wearing a lot of them lately because I'm obsessed with them. And everybody's like, "Where can I get it? Where can I get it?" And I literally stole them from my grandpa. Like I went <laughs> in his closet and stole them. And I was just like, "Paul, I'm getting these. Love you." Like and so, <laughs> one of them has a big old rip in the arm from where we were fixing barbed wire together. And I like don't have it in me to patch it because I am sentimental. So I just roll it up. <laughs> like and still wear it. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard to find retro stuff that is like any sort of any sort of fitting of plus size i mean obviously it has to be men's stuff because they didn't make anything back then and then you know if not you have to buy it has to be something men's men's related yeah yeah i tried to find a pair of rockies and i bought the biggest size i could find anybody have and i girl i was struggling like the social media aspect of like fashion influencing well I've always loved to dress and I've always loved to dress nice like when I was a little girl we got gold fringe boot cowgirl boots at the thrift store and I wore them till the soles fell apart um (laughs) and so I've always loved what we call high western or high cotton where we're very you know very dressed up western I've always loved that my whole life I loved it and so when I, I went through the same thing you did where I kind of stopped dressing how I wanted to dress because it just didn't exist. And yeah. so I, when I decided like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to find something. Dang it. If I have to wholesale order it from China, I'll find it. Like I'm going to do something, you know? And yeah. so I, when I did that, my friends were like, Hey, where do you get all your clothes? Cause I go to what's called a cowboy church. So like all of it, like everybody is dresses western to church and they all my friends who are also plus size were like where are you finding your clothes and I was like you know what somebody needs to I guess I'll just make an Instagram and I'll tell y'all where I get all my clothes you know yeah and so then it just kind of snowballed from there and I got the more I posted and the more I talked to other plus size women in the western community the more it like lit a fire in me of like things have got we've got to make a shift and somebody has got to be the squeaky wheel for that to happen so call me squeaky beach. Like, 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 like I'll, I'll get out there and get the holler. Like, I, all the somebody's got to be the squeaky wheel. So I guess it's going to be me. You know, that's one thing I've noticed from a lot of uh, influencers or people that's kind of gained uh, a lot of followers on social media is most of them seem to be the the type of people where either someone said it or they found a hole somewhere. They found mm-hmm. a gap and mm-hmm. they decided to fill that gap on their own. They were smart enough to catch it. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, you and a few other people I've had on have a very similar story. You know, me and some friends were sitting around talking. We noticed there was, hey, there was no voice here. Nobody doing this. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love what you do, by the way, even though, again, I'm not a plus size gal. I, I love the message that that you preach daily. And it seems like every video you put out, there there's an underlying message there if you mean it to be in there or not that i just get that vibe that you are there to inspire yeah well i try my very very best to be super positive and to uplift it is hard enough in this world to be a woman period period yep. straight size plus size western not western it, it, it and so i don't ever want to contribute to any sort of negativity and so i try my very best to like really like I call myself the internet's hype girl. Like I'm on there. I'm like, if you need somebody to hype you up, I'm here. Like I'm ready. Like I, I want to hype you up. I want to make you feel good. I want you to know that you're valid and you're important and you're wanted because so many of us go through life getting told that we're not because of what size we are or because of whatever people will come up with something, you know? And so I try my best to never, ever contribute to that. I always contribute to the opposite. So I, so I do have a trend question for you. Mm -hmm. you know it's coming what is going to be what's going to be big in spring in spring so like we talked about retro both retro patterns prints and silhouettes so i've seen a lot of like retro 90s and late 80s cut jeans and like cuts on dresses like that type of thing and then i think metallics are going to be really big everybody's in fr collections right now have metallics in them like it's craft ones and metallics um i also I'm trying to think for spring I have been I mean obviously I love fringe and rhinestones and everything that's like ultra girly but I also have seen kind of like a shift even with like the super fashiony girls to almost like uh like punchy like cow puncher like yeah very 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 punchy Jess is laughing Jess is the punchy yeah yeah, yeah. so which yeah. I love I love it and uh so I'm excited to see kind of what, like how that plays out. But I definitely think like the retro is super in, metallics are super in. Um, and I see some kind of like people moving more towards like the super puncher kind of look, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, and here's another question. NFR, what's going to be hot this year at NFR? I know you said okay. metallics. What? We're going to see more retro. We're going to see more punchy retro. stuff. I think also like denim but unique denim is is like coming to the forefront see what like, two years ago everybody said denim was dead yeah it's not true it's coming denim, back with a vengeance denim it never died dead. for me it never died for me i will i'll be buried in denim probably a, a canadian suit so, <laughs> i was just about to say i'll be buried um, in a canadian tuxedo yeah i'll be i'll be buried in a canadian tuxedo as well but i um lots of denim and unique denim of course fringe Fringe is always, I don't see Fringe leaving us anytime soon. And then I think neons, like pops of neons are probably going to be pretty prevalent. I'm that, seeing a lot of kind of bold, bright color patterns, specifically that retro, that retro neon Saved mm -hmm. by the Bell era. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seeing a lot of that. And then colored hats. I'm seeing a ton of colored hats and not just like, <clears throat> not just like the fashion style hats, like colored felt like you know wide brown true cowboy hats but colored yeah somebody had and they posted a video of it and i looked to see if it was saratelli but it was not saratelli it was another hatter um mm -hmm. they had it was like a wine colored 25x mm -hmm. rabbit uh, fur mm -hmm. 
I mean, it was bricked. It was it was bricked, wide brim, just slightly yeah. turned up. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I obviously, didn't do that, but then again, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely think that's going to be, and then of course, lots of like statement jewelry pieces. Yes, turquoise and silver is not going anywhere. Mm -mm. It's never going anywhere. I, I knew when I figured out how big turquoise and silver was when we were at Road to the Horse, and there was an entire booth of, of a guy selling like five hundred dollar pieces of turquoise. Yeah. Oh, and that's cheap. That's on the that's on the conservative end. And there was like people lined around this guy, and I'm like, what's mm -hmm. the deal? Well, and yeah. I've been collecting turquoise for like over ten years, and so I've seen the price just like steadily. Yeah. Go, yeah. you know, and I like it because, I, like I said, I want all my friends to make tons of money, so I'm I'm happy about it. Like, Who, whoever was sitting on a mountain with this raw, uncut turquoise is just they're, they're making rich bank. almost overnight. Yeah, yeah. When 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 everybody figured out that season one of Yellowstone was good, that guy just yeah. sold it all to the bank. Just took it all. Well, they were making good money off all of us old ladies that collected it for a while, <laughs> but it. uh yeah, it's really, I mean, it has really taken off, which I love for multiple reasons, but I, turquoise, you can't have turquoise where there wasn't water, and water is sacred, so I, I like, I love, I love everything about turquoise, big fan. <laughs> so, what would you say has been, like, your biggest challenge, like, growing as a, like, plus size influencer, or just a western influencer in general, you know, fashion? Um, so a big part of my life is my horses. Um, and I have a project, two project horses who I love very, very much. And I, a big part of my life is spent with them. And when I post with them, I am inundated with negative, negative. Yeah. It never fails. Like it, it, and the, and I, the thing about it is to me is you don't know my horse, you don't know my horse's health. And half the time I'm not even on the horses. So like, one of those horses I don't ride. I don't ride her. My son rides her. I work her on the ground and then my son yeah. rides her. You know what I mean? Like if I want to take a picture with her, I should be able to do that, you know? And like, not. Yeah. Not I don't know what everyone has to say. I feel yeah. the same way. Like I've got, um, so I'm the, I'm an equine manager for a therapeutic riding facility. So we have, you know, we have a bunch of variety of different horses and obviously like they're, are some you know I feel like I'm a pretty handy person as far as riding goes I mean I would never say I'm a trainer or anything like that but you know like I ride a lot of horses and yeah I do a lot of that stuff and I never ever ever want to post anything about like of a picture of me on a horse because you without a doubt will always hear something it doesn't matter that my mare that you see here i have a big blue roan quarter horse mare who's 15.3 and probably weighs 1300 pounds mm -hmm. but you know people always have something to say oh my I favorite one i've i've gotten i was on a 15.3 quarter horse big big old sorrel just yeah. beautiful fat big old fat thing and she uh they told me i was too tall they were like, nothing about your weight, but you're too tall to ride that horse. That's I was like, how tall are you? I'm five nine. <laughs> I was like, so you go get the six foot two rainers and ropers yes. and you tell them to get off Listen, their horse. Like get out of here. You that's tell a six six you tell a that's... six six three hundred pound bulldogger that's, yeah. that's on a fourteen three quarter horse. Yeah. Nobody says nothing. a word. No. 
my whole thing i'm gonna have to make a video about it someday where i'm like just say you hate women and keep it moving like yeah. let's call yeah. it in, but in, in in all honesty and I, I hardly ever like you never see really because men are just gonna men they're just they're yeah. not gonna chime in no it always seems like it's women just attacking women well i got dms from a man who told me i was a horse abuser no yeah. that's not me so, that oh, so yeah you, you got yeah, dms from a, from a boy from yeah. a boy see ryan you don't get, mostly you see women commenting but mm-hmm. men don't like they think they're being sneaky by going behind the scenes and sending mm-hmm. like private messages so nobody will know they are until someone exposes them but well, you know like, women all... can be catty but yeah men well, and I have a double standard too. Like, I'm just going to fully admit it because I do women's plus size fashion. So if you're a yeah. man and you have a negative opinion about it, like this isn't for you, babe. Yeah. Like, it's okay if you don't like it, just keep it moving. But yeah. like, if it's a woman, I'm like, oh, she must just be having a bad day. I should pray <laughs> for her. And if it's a man, I'm like, square up. <laughs> like, like, no, but- and I maybe it's because I grew up with all brothers and I'm the only girl. I don't know. But like, I just. I do have a slight double standard in how I handle my hate comments, but no, but I mean, it, but it, what I'm saying is it's nuts because when you see, when you see the, the comments, yeah, you get, you know, yeah, you probably get one or two from a guy, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes, but I see these and I don't want to put it this way because I have a lot of the younger generation listen, but it's a lot mm-hmm. of younger gals mm-hmm. that are <clears throat> obsessed with a, a gal named after a city in North Carolina that just seem to want to rip people's throats out mm. and watch the world burn. Mm. Mm-hmm. And a lot wow. of times it's just those people that are looking for, they're looking for clout more than anything. They just want, they want someone to see their comment and they want them to go to their page and they want, they think they're going to get famous and that's not how it works. They might, no. you know, mm. get a mention for five seconds and that's it. But, you know, like, I just, I just hate seeing it because you know that, like those kids that are posting stuff like that are being just as mean to the people that they see on a daily basis. And I was that kid, you know, like yeah, same. I've, I've always been that, you know, I've always been a bigger girl. I've always, you know, but I've, I've always been a horse girl and I've always been athletic. I mean, I'm still athletic. I, you know, I'm fit enough for I'm a horse. I'm balanced rider, you know, all those things, mm-hmm. but you know, I just can't help the way that I look. I mean, I just am who I am and, yeah. I like it. I like who I am. And, and that was but... one of the reasons why I went, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but that was, that was one of the reasons why I uh, made that one video about the history of what the 20% rule actually was. I was, I loved that video and I was so glad that you did. Because everybody's got this, this identity when it comes to these 20 Oh, that's, yeah. that, that is the, that's not written, it's not written anywhere except for a Calvary manual, uh, excuse me, Calvary. I can't say cow and vulgar. <laughs> Our people get all upset. Um, but from a manual from the 1920s mm-hmm. and then was slightly backed up by 2008 Ohio State University um, um, study. It didn't take into consideration builds or breeds. <laughs> well, it didn't take yeah. into consideration that they use horses that had been in rest for months. Months, yeah. Those are not peak condition horses. Yeah. At all, those are not horses should be conditioned and used for anything. I understand what they're trying to do, yeah, for us creating a control group, um, but no, that, that's not how that works as far as horses go. And then even in that study, if you read through that entire study, they even say horses that are wider 
uh, horses that are um, bred differently, horses mm-hmm. that are built more for endurance, mm-hmm. all seem to do better with load. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and for me, and I, maybe I'm naive or whatever, but so my pawpaw in my mind is the greatest cowboy ever lived, right? And the end all be all. Right? And so when I came to him, we took six years when my husband was away with the Navy. When we got back, I said, Papa, I want to get back into horses so bad. I miss it. I think about it every day. I want to do it, but I'm worried I'm too big. And he said, baby, you're not too big. You're just a little plump. And that's all I need to hear. From then on out, I said, I don't give a dang. That man has almost 60 years of horse experience. I don't care what any of the rest of them got to say. Papa said, I'm good, so I'm good. Is, it, yes. uh, where, is that where plump and punchy come from? That's where plump and punchy comes from. As punchy plump comes from Papa, and punchy comes from my brother. My brother's a man of few words. So anytime he would compliment me in whatever I was wearing, he'd nod and say punchy. And so <laughs> then when I decided, I, those are about two of my favorite people besides my husband. So when I decided to make my account, I said, baby, I'm plump and punchy. So <laughs> that's where I the name comes from. I love it. The, I, uh, I came across your account a lo- quite a while ago, and that's one of my favorite videos when you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. And because um, I got into horses because my grandpa, too, my papa. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to get together, that story was super fun because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you, you know, you worry about what everyone else thinks until you hear from your papa that, you know, it, yeah. You know, I well, that's when I gained my confidence with horses in general was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my papa had uh, halflingers and mm. draft horses and he they didn't ride their horses they you know they did a lot of driving and stuff and when I was a teenager I was out there on my papa's farm and I pulled one of the horses out and everyone oh. was down making beans and cornbread and I was up there and I was just pulling around and I got a bucket on I got a bucket out and stood on the bucket and ended up getting on the horse and riding all around and like from that day on, my papa would like just tell everyone how great I was with horses, and like that was it. I was like, "Well, my yeah. papa thinks I'm great, so I'm great." That's I don't care what I, you say. I'm riding horses for the rest of my life. Sometimes when somebody comes at me sideways on the internet, I'm like, "Babe, babe, babe," like I don't what like everyone in my life who I know who has extremely extensive horse experience has never said a word to me about any of the horses I've ever rode. So I'm not real worried about your your opinion yeah. sally from timbuktu like i just don't care sorry to, <laughs> i try well, to keep it positive and keep it nice but i'm just like all right babe like <laughs> yeah sorry yeah one, th- one thing you'll find out real quick about the horse industry is usually the loudest voices are usually those that have the most to hide yeah and i'm in that part of the industry too where i have to deal with the other side of it so you know, everyone on the internet wants to say anybody's too big for any horse. And then, yes. um, you know, I work, I work for a therapeutic riding facility. So we have adults and children with disabilities who ride horses. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of our horses are older horses, you know, because mm-hmm. that's just what we get. And so we have to, like, it can be a very, you know, it can be a very fine line to ride because, you know, it, it depends on a lot of things. It's not just on a person's weight. Like, we have yes. to go by how balanced that student is. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, we have a, like we have a weight limit up to a certain amount and then over that amount, we have to do an evaluation. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard because so-and-so will be like, we'll have to tell them like, Hey, like, unfortunately we just don't have a horse for you to ride right now. You know, mm-hmm. whether that's because 
you know, we have to do a certain type of mount with them and we have to have, you know, the volunteer support or whether that's because they are super duper unbalanced or Mm -hmm. like we have my mare that's back there that I ride and she can carry a lot of weight, but like she is like really sensitive as far as like tight legs go. So we might have a horse that can carry that student, but just because she can carry them doesn't mean that they're a good fit. And so it's like so hard to explain to, you know, the general public and parents, especially to be like, I know that you see this person riding this horse, but unfortunately, like, it's not safe for us to service your student at the moment until we get a different horse in. Yes. Um, But even above and beyond that, if people on the internet saw, you know, some of the kids that we have on certain horses, they would have something to say about it. But, you know, it's about how long, how long is their back? How short is their back? Mm -hmm. How stocky are their legs? You know, how old are they? What's their muscle mass? How fit are they? You know? But you're you're naming off things that most people just spout off the twenty percent rule. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how to evaluate. Yeah, and and you, and you brought up a very valid point there too, and that is balance of rider. Balance of rider is everything. Uh, give me, give me two hundred fifty pounds of centered weight on a pony any day compared to one hundred and fifty pounds of bouncing on kidneys. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's. I had a similar experience. I don't run a facility or anything, but I have this big, gorgeous, big behind bay mare, right? That yeah. they don't know. My neighbors don't know that she's a cell barn special for a reason. And <laughs> she is spicy and she will try to murder you. And so, and then kiss me on the cheek like nothing happened. Cause you know, I like them spicy. Some spicy <laughs> she'll, she'll throw you off, but stand over you and make sure you're still breathing. Yeah. Well, anyway. maybe after stomping you a couple of <laughs> times, but um, she, they all were like, they saw me riding. She's doing good. She's she's acting right. She's doing what she's supposed to be doing. And so they're like, let my daughter really wants to ride. She wants to barrel race so bad. Please, will you let her ride your horse? And I'm like, listen, I know you can't tell, but that horse is hot. <laughs> like that would yes. not be a safe ride for your child that doesn't know how to ride. Like yeah. if you would like me to help you find one that is, I will help you. But she ain't the one. She needs she needs groundwork and and Jesus, like it's just not groundwork. <laughs> Jesus, I just gotta, you know what? You know time. what? You just gave me an idea for a new T-shirt for the store. You need yes. groundwork in Jesus. She, she needs groundwork in Jesus. Some holy water, the exorcism, something. She's she's hot. Yes, but, and they can't tell because when I'm riding in the round pen and we are working on, we're working on control and we're working on doing what to ask when's ass. You know what I mean? Like when we're I'm not asking, I'm not loping her. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm scared to death to lope her. I'm going to put my kid on her with, her, with his bucket boy equipment on it. Just be like, <laughs> have at it, figure it out. Like, she's, she yeah. is hot. So, yeah. Uh, and you the, just don't know what you don't know about an animal. What you don't understand is I make it look easy. <laughs> well, I don't. That What they no. don't know is I'm up there sweating and struggling. I know. You just can't but, tell if you don't know what you're looking at. You, you exactly. don't have no idea what my stress level is, right? <laughs> you have no idea that I have this helmet on right now and my teeth are literally chattering because I am. I can feel that back in just getting ready. It's jumping up. Just, every couple minutes, I'm like, oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> like, yes. We have a, Jess and I have a mutual friend. She's been on the show, but she lives here locally she just moved here flow smorgoner and uh her area of expertise is taking just crazy off the track thoroughbreds and turning mm. it into jumpers oh and she just lives for it and i'm like no no, no 
She's braver than I. She's not. I I. used to be one of those people. (laughs) I am no longer one of those people. I was never really one of those people. I grew up. I was basically birthed onto a Western saddle. So if I, I think it would be hilarious to put me in an English saddle at one point and just see how that goes <laughs> because can, can I that am ridiculous. I bet, would be you, insane. Should, you should see the picture I have of Ryan in the English saddle. Oh, oh yeah. Was, yeah that, that, he looks very, story. he looks very out of place. Every time I, I look at somebody riding them and I'm so impressed with them. I'm like, that's incredible. But I'm like, how? Like I would, I would, my butt, I like my saddle horn, man. Me and my saddle horn, we're, we're buddy. Like I just, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I, just in that picture and I'm like, I'm trying to position myself on it. Like I'm in, like I'm on my forward slung barrel saddle. Yeah. And yeah. They're all making fun of me and I'm like, what? You know, I'm, I'm sitting on the saddle and they're telling me everything yeah. I'm doing wrong. I, I was like, I your saddle's dumb. Cushy raining saddle. And that thing is nice and it's comfortable <laughs> and it's not worth much to anybody because it's like 30 years old, but I'll be buried with it. And I, <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I really don't. I, uh, yeah, I have a, I have, I'll a be on the ground. I have a, I have a, it's a, well, I, I got to find that saddle. It was put in a trunk of a car here on the property. That's how much I cared about it. Mm-hmm. It was a, a, an old roper, hard seat roper. Mm love that thing absolutely love it riding a hard seat takes some getting used to but once you get used to it mm-hmm. i love it nice if i'm not in it i'm in this pro rider bear trap seat mm-hmm. i love this thing even though somebody's trying to buy it for from me and i don't want to sell it really my my personal use saddle was given to me by my uncle and that was a really big deal because my uncle is what i call one of the last uh wild west cowboys left he had he doesn't deal in money he does everything in trades yeah he's worked on he worked for racetracks he's been married twice in two different racetracks um he's he's when it comes to horses he's about done it all and so but he don't have a dime to his name and he had that saddle he could have gotten good money for it he said no Megan I've he completely restored it redid all the leather and said here baby it's time for you to ride again so I'll be buried with it that's it's my prized position I I need an uncle like that yeah Yeah. he's He's what he's a wild man, but he's good. I love that. So with this actually being a horse based show, I gotta ask you, what is your what is your area with horses? Pleasure rider? Did you show any? Um, so I grew up, like I said, with the roping and reining was the other thing that they did, but I did not compete in either one of those things. I competed in like play days. So we, I would like run poles and like you know what I mean and do that kind of stuff. Right now, um, with Rosita, the new mayor, I'm interested in possibly taking her towards mounted shooting um, because she does not spook easy at all whatsoever. As a matter of fact, it's almost a negative about her because you can't really get her attention. So she, I think that she may be one that would do well in that. And my dad is a shooting instructor. My granddad's a horse trainer. So I feel like I could take advantage of both of them. (laughs) Just put both together. Now all you need is a single action army and a bunch of balloons. Yeah. So, to, to tie this in, to tie this in what we were originally talking about together, um, what are your favorite jeans to ride in? Um, because I so I just know. got a pair from Atwoods that I think have become my new favorite pair, and they're I think they're called like Canyon Lake or something. It's their like in-house brand, okay. but they come in both plus sizes and different lengths. 
okay. which is like great for me because if I'm riding and I'm in boots, I am almost six foot tall. So like the regular women's length don't work for me. I need, I need a good old 34. Um, yeah. so like those, and they had like elastic waistband. So it moved with me instead of like cutting me in half every time I was trying to. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And then Torrid has the same thing where they have different lengths and then they have an elastic waistband. And so it moves instead of cutting you in half. But the, um, the problem with Torrid's is that they're not a true boot cut. They're like too narrow. So you get that like, yeah, thing with the boots, but I, they're, they are comfortable. And a lot of times I just tuck them in the boots and just go for it. But, but I like those I I wear literally the only jeans that I've found that I like see I have the opposite problem with you is because I'm sure I have shorter I have really short legs and so regular size jeans are always too long like always too long I mean they're going underneath my boot you know mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the way under, you know all the way under my pants so yeah um but I wear old navy old navy jeans they're plus mm-hmm. size jeans are like my favorite right now but I have the same problem they're like practically like they're fine normally but when I go to ride I feel like they're cutting me in half and I wear a lot of button-down shirts I mean mm-hmm. especially in the especially in the fall and when I'm roping and stuff I like to have mm-hmm. a button-down shirt and um so like it just always looks funny when I'm got my shirt tucked in and I'm just not super comfortable so yes. uh, you'll send me the link to those jeans yes I need to find find them also um Judy Blue is a good one if you can find her making a boot cut they have a lot of give to them but they don't you know a lot of stretch jeans they like get bigger and bigger and bigger as you wear them by yeah. the end of the day they're around your knees yes. i can't stand that i'm like I, I don't got enough butt man don't do me dirty <laughs> like that like yeah up there. like when I, when I first put them on i'm like that thing thing and by the end i'm like oh my goodness so like i uh i need those are fabulous and they're great like they're one of the only jeans i'll wear with a shirt tucked in because okay. of how of how they work but it is hard she don't hardly ever make a boot cut um she makes a lot of flares and I love them but if flares scare me if I'm working a horse because I am scared they'll get caught up in something I'll get drugged so yeah. if I yeah. already know the horse is not gonna do that then flares because I'm not I don't get fancy very often like mm-hmm. my sister's the fashionable one of our family so I joke all the time I'm like if I have anything that's fashionable it's because my sister either bought it for me or she found it for me, or I stole it from her. Like, yeah. and we, our fashion is like not anywhere similar because she's not really into horses or Western fashion. But, oh, yeah. Like, I've had this like rhinestone duster, like, or the sequin rose gold uh, duster that she oh. bought for me, like, I don't know, maybe a year, like two years ago, probably. And we had that event this weekend. So I finally had something to wear for. And I told her I wore it. Oh. She was so excited. And then, and then after doing that, like, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get dressed up more often. Like, I don't dress up enough, but yeah, I, I wear jeans. All, I mean, I wear, I'm in jeans every single day. So okay. I'm always looking for a good pair of jeans that last, you know, that last long and they're not wearing out within six months of buying them, you know, especially because I ride a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and if you ever are looking for like more fashion-y type ones, um, Fashion Nova's generally fit me my body like a plus size body well they obviously used an actual plus size lady to make their plus size pants oh wow that's awesome so they're theirs but they are not they're not ones I would ride in every day because they're not super high quality so they're more for like that's what I get when I'm like 
trying to go to Billy Bob's, not when I'm trying to <laughs> go, go, do, go horsing around. I'm in my, yes. my regular horsing around dudes. But yeah, t- I, as mad as I am at Torrid, I'm so mad at them right now, but they do, they do make a solid pair of pants. So. What are, so outside of what you name, what are some of your favorite plus size Western outlets? Boutiques. Um, Boutiques uh, or fashion accessories, jeans, shirts. Um, so I, of course, my gray horses, I work with her a lot. All of her stuff is made in the USA. And so all her business supports like 30 other small businesses. So, and I, I like super love working with her. Um, I'm trying to think ranch dressing, their performance wear, like their performance tops and stuff are incredible for plus size women i wish i would have done more horse shows as a kid had they had those freaking shirts and i didn't look like because i would wear the men's ones and they would get like huge you know what i mean so i um i love those i'm trying to think i'm so I love, i've seen a lot of the stuff from the ranch dressing but i haven't actually like purchased anything from them <laughs> their their uh, english ad got me oh yeah it got me um, they had that. They didn't hire someone that actually knew what they were doing. Their legs were like, "What?" I'm oh, no. I when they got with their breeches. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's funny. But what? they quickly took that off of the. They quickly yeah. took it off the market and put it back on. But a lot of my friends have that. I've just never. I'm always so weary about buying stuff online. Especially like mm-hmm. I never know like what they're gonna fit like or look like. So I'll have to, I'll have to order a shirt from there. I 10 out of 10 recommend their performance like button-ups and I like because I'm I have am well endowed in the in the details and so most western shirts I'd be busting out of so when you're trying to ride and you're like I'm gonna flash everyone in this arena right now like this is not the move so they are sewn up like all the way except for the top couple buttons so I don't have to worry about like busting out and they're stretching yeah dude they're I when I, I made a video about it I was like she did the dang thing and I'm freaking meant it like she absolutely did the dang thing with those shirts 90 percent of my male audience just turned the show off yeah that's fine i know i was talking shit about y'all earlier it's my bad love you guys stay and support horse daddy it's uh 80 female listen to the show oh yeah that makes sense it'll do great yeah Yeah. and from uh like 35 to like 55 or something like that i'm excited to get a congress uh, next week and see what kind of clothing they have because I, I like to go to places like congress they've got like huge amounts of shopping and mm-hmm. like going and seeing all the stuff in person and getting to try it on because mm-hmm. i'm the kind of person that is really bad about returning stuff after i get it so like if i get it and it doesn't fit me right i'm like i'm gonna return it and then it's like two months later and i'm like eh, i probably get returned many times <laughs> You can see my little rack behind me is stuff that I should have returned and didn't. And so now I have to do a closet sale where my husband is going to get after me because it's just collecting. Where, where do you post that stuff for sale? I haven't yet. I'm planning on doing some like live sales or maybe even getting on Mercari and posting on there. But I'll definitely announce like if I, I need to do it. But I will help boost it when you do. Yo, thank you. Well, I am a strange, anxious human being, and I have a fear of doing things I've never done before. So I like, for some reason, have been putting it off for months because I've never done it before. I just need to get over it and do it. So well, I'm about to, I'm about to hit you with something. 
a lightning round of all your favorites from head to toe. Are you ready? Favorites. All right. Favorite hatter. Sarah Tully. Good girl. Love it. Okay. What, what's what's the next favorite? Whichever she's <laughs> very fast. Uh, well, no, I'm. Hold on. <laughs> favorite tops. Tops. Uh, for t-shirts, either cheekies or uh, nine gray horses for performance wear. Ranch dressing. Jeans. Uh, Judy Blue, Fashion Nova, and um, probably ranch dressing again. Boots. Oof. That's a hard one. Always a hard I, one. I love a good classic pair of Justin boots, but I'm disappointed in their availability for us thick calved women. You know, I have um, heard that about Ariat and I can't Justin. wear Ariat's like at all. And I've noticed that you see that's why I think the the gypsy from Justin and the fat baby from Ariat mm-hmm. became popular was mm-hmm. because they allow someone with bigger calves. Mm-hmm. I like shorter boot. I love a classic pair of Western of Justin Western boots because like that's what I grew up in. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. but uh, Luke Hazy makes some what some beautiful boots that are outside of my price range, but I love looking at them. They're yeah, so I, so I uh, I wear Luke Hazy's and I just bought a pair mm-hmm. of bootlegs. Um, mm-hmm. I love my Lucasies. They're, they're, they're so nice. It took took a little bit to get them broken in. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. They were great. All right. Um, Rober for wide calf though for cheap boots for wide calf ladies. Ropers always fit me. I like Roper's shirt. I like Roper's pearl snaps, by the way, mm-hmm. for men. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. not great for riding in. They'll fall apart eventually. But if you need fashion boots, <laughs> that work. Accessories. Accessories. I love native made turquoise. A lot of what I get. Um, is from my friend Courtney owns a turquoise Riata. I've bought from her. I love this little company that's down the road for me out of Frost, Texas called Texas Spade. She herself is creating pieces and they're so good. And they're, she is not pricing them high enough. So like get, get in while the getting's good with Texas Spade. <laughs> and then uh, I also, I love to hunt pawn shops. I love me going on a good old pawn shop hunt for some, for some old pawn turquoise and finding a good, native made piece but i also i i try i try and get it from all over um some a friend of mine who is native american does a lot of the beadwork that i wear so i but that's my favorite it's native made turquoise and native beadwork is my favorite style of jewelry you had on a pair uh in one of your videos i can't remember when it was a pair of they were long um beaded earrings mm-hmm. those things were awesome mm-hmm. i i i for the life of me, cannot remember where I picked those up right now. But I, I love beadwork. I think beadwork is such an underrated for art form. And I also love like hand tooled leather, like the Rodeo Rose. I just recently got to meet her, and I bought a bunch of her pieces. And it's just amazing. It's like so much fun to me to wear a piece of art that someone created. You know what I mean? And like, like I get to, I don't know. I just, it, it's so special to me to like hold that piece of artwork, and I know that someone put their heart into it. You know. So what we've learned is Jessamine needs to buy a Sarah Telly hat. Yeah, I do. I do need to buy one. Yeah. For, for you've, sure. seen, you've seen my dark belly before. Yes, I love. I love your that hat that you just bought from them. Yeah. Not that long did ago. Did you get? Did she tell you she had something that she had wanted for you to, for Congress, and she was showing me the one you had picked, and then she showed me a different one, and she and I both were like, "No, he needs the other one," because it was like so fine. Like we, I was in the office 
at Saratelli. Like we were yeah. like, yes, horse daddy needs this hat. Like we were gonna get, we're getting you. We're gonna yeah, get it's, you. Um, it's like a, it's like a, it's a light <laughs> tan color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, I got. I need to. I need to shoot her a text and tell her like, hey, you know, I'm going to Congress next week. You need to put that thing it, on sale. It don't, is, I'll I, mail it back. I, you know, if she I just wants to loan it to me. I got to see it in person. It is nice, and I was like, that one. He needs. He needs that one. That's the one he needs. I haven't got to see him. I've only got to see pictures. Yeah, it is fine. They're and, in, and, they're in the same. Well, I mean, you've been there in the same building as area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I saw him. I didn't see him at their their building. I saw them at their showroom at the World Trade Center in Dallas. Oh, okay. That's that's where I chit chatted with them. There, she is so nice. I just adore her, and she's like. If you knew all the things she has done, she is such a badass. Oh, okay. like, she's so cool. She has done, uh, she has worked for a bunch of huge brands to include uh, Rock and Roll Denim mm-hmm. uh, and others. Uh, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Let me put you on the spot. But, um, and she's a very behind the scenes type person because I tried to get her on. She goes, I'd love to do that, but I am not an in front of the camera type person. Oh, she's, I don't see why because she's so fabulous. I just want to be, I just want to listen to her. I just want to sit around and listen to her talk. We talked for probably two hours on the phone one evening, just mm-hmm. talking about so- horses and fashion and <laughs> trends and, you know, how the influx from like Yellowstone is such a good thing for the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. it brings a whole new generation, fresh blood, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, how toxic some of it can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked and talked and talked forever. Um, she is the coolest. That was one thing about Wessa that I that was really really cool was that I met so many badass women in the Western industry. Yeah, like they're and you don't see them. They're not internet personalities. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. behind the scenes and they are kicking ass and taking names. And it's just like so exciting as a girl who grew up in the Western industry who got told I couldn't because I wasn't a boy. You know what I mean? So now I'm seeing all these like women who are like out here moving, shaking, taking home the bag. Like it's, it's really cool. I'm excited to see a lot more. Like I'm not someone who like dresses up. I'm not someone who wears like a lot of like loud stuff, but I'm excited to start seeing, I'd really like to see more of just like, nice western wear that's you know like that's work that you can work in you know that you know that makes you look nice and um hopefully which i next year i'm moving into a new role in my job and i'm gonna have to start dressing up more because like right now i'm you know uh, i wear a lot of stuff but it's not like uh i'm gonna be working with a lot more of our donors and Mm -hmm. events and fundraisers and stuff so I'm going to be have- here soon when I have to update my whole yeah. wardrobe. Here, so but- that's kind of the direction that we're going. Well, I say we're, I'm not, I don't own the company. I just work with her a lot. She, that's where we're going with nine gray horses. So it's going to be like nice stuff. You can actually to go to shows and you can, act, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you definitely want to check, check that out. I hope that I may have to even message you and be like, Hey, do you think this would work? <laughs> like, like for your, oh, for, for what you do would this, would this be a good option? Cause we're still yeah. trying to figure it out, but we're going to, I, I like it's so I funny like, on the I like to ride that mind between you know like dressing up and looking like really nice and loud stuff and like but not looking kind of like frumpy while I'm you know out there you know working and and doing stuff all day so yeah. I, I, I'm re- I'm excited to like expand more into the nicer clothing but I'd like to have some stuff that's you know like comfort like 
the big thing yes. is well, and like I have a really long torso too so like trying to find a lot of times I wear men's button-ups because a lot of the women, women's button-ups are so short like I go to bed over and the, all my, my shirt comes untucked or, you know whatever and so that can be kind of like frustrating but I feel uh, you because I think people don't realize on the internet that I'm low-key an Amazon woman like <laughs> like because you can't tell on a video that I am I, I wear a seven and a half in hats like my noggin is huge like yeah. I have a, t- a size 10 in shoes like I my hands are huge like I'm just <laughs> bigger in life like that's just how I am and so I have the same problem everything is either a crop top or it's like frumpy and there's not really yeah. much like it's hard to find in between so I just be I just be rolling around and just with my belly out like, <laughs> trying to fit your boobs in anything is just like ridiculous it's just absolutely ridiculous I swear I'm gonna patent a bra for big boobied horsewomen and make a million dollars because they don't exist and and it is looks like cats fighting under there it's not a yeah. good time like it's, it's the best thing, somebody the, best the boob situation is like those fit me the fit me because you can like hoist them up if you, you know what I mean and they but then you're like spilling out the top you like they still don't make the no. size big enough it drives me absolutely oh, I get this it'll come out this right here <laughs> and oh. then you're like trying to throw a rope and it's in the <laughs> way your own boob has betrayed you yes. like it's not it's it's a struggle the big skinny women like they have the problem with big boobies they have the same problem like, yes. I need I need three things in my life okay I need someone to make a buckaroo boot with a wide calf. Heck, yes. Custom. I need jeans that don't wear out within six months that don't cut me in half when I'm riding that oh, are, that. I need, you know, that are boot cut mm-hmm. and I need a women's like nicer pattern, like more fun pattern shirts that are punchy that I can rip in. Those are, if I had those three things, I would be happy. Oh, and then also nice formal wear because yeah. it took me forever to find anything for this event that we did. So, listen, I'm going to jot that down and take it to the brands <laughs> that That's I'm talking good. to right now. We're going to make it happen. So like I said, squeaky wheel gets the oil. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm loud. <laughs> have you got, uh, Megan, have you got anything you want to, anything you're working on, people you're working with, things that you got coming down the pipe that you want to plug? Well, mostly like the NFR collection that we're doing with Taylor, we're actually doing, we think it's the first ever plus size exclusive Western photo shoot. So it's, it's all plus size cowgirls and, um, we're doing an NFR collection with all plus size cowgirls. So, so that's really that I actually leave for Maryland next week to go, to go do that. And that's the furthest North I've ever been. So that's going to be an adventure. That's awesome. Um, so I have that, um, yeah, I just, the interview with Cowgirl Magazine has kind of taken over <laughs> all of my thought lately, just because I've been so excited about it. Um, that was truly an honor. I I legitimately cried for like a little, like for for little Megan. You know what I mean? Like and for and for my daughters. Like, listen, look, like things are changing. You know. And so there was that. I have some other projects that are kind of in the works, but I hate to talk about them <laughs> just in case I'm not supposed to. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's. That's and then of course just kind of keeping on keeping on with plump and punchy, just keeping it rolling. Have you ever thought of opening your own boutique, or are you just gonna partner with your friend's boutique? Yeah, um, 
Oh, I should also plug that I am most likely going to be working with Cheekies on updating their plus size Western stuff. So, so that is coming y'all. But, um, I have, I actually own the name Plump and Punchy Boutique on everything. Um, because I had considered it. I think that I am best cut out for kind of what I'm doing now. If yeah. that makes sense. And I also, I love working with boutiques and helping them curate plus size lines. I also have fit modeled for people. So I try on the clothes. I tell them if they fit correctly, I send them measurement. You know what I mean? Like I love all of that. And I also love like the manufacturing, like I used to sew and I still sew. So like, I'm obsessed with that part of it, but the actual owning of the boutique and like the retail side of it is not necessarily my strong suit. So I've decided to just partner up with people instead of like full on run my own you know that was one of the, I think one of the first videos that, that came across um, my phone one day that I saw of you was you trying something on, and I, I I don't know why I was drawn to it because I mean it has nothing to do with me. I know. And, I... Hush you. <laughs> um, but you know, but I was like, you know, it was it was Western, and so I, I watched it, and but it was you, and you had tried on something, and then you said where it was from. And mm -hmm. you were explaining about how it fit and if it fit correctly. And you showed like the picture that they show, and then you showed you in it mm -hmm. and explained it. And I was like, is there anybody else out there actually doing that? And kind of well, find out, it, no. It's so necessary for plus size. Like, I mean, it should be common across the board because all body types need representation, not just, not just plump, plump gals, but I mean, we all want to see somebody that looks like us. So we know if they're going to fit us right. But well, somebody would do that I for think, men because we don't have that either. And yeah. especially somebody my size, when I say, oh man, Trevor Brazil looks great in that. Well, I'm not Trevor Brazil. And when I wear that crap, my, my shirt just rolls out four inches around me. And I look yeah. like a mushroom walking around with a little tiny stick. Left. I feel that. At Amazon and Sheen reviews and having to look at all the picture reviews because I'm like, I want to know what this looks like on someone that looks like me. I I won't buy anything from Shein if I if it doesn't have a picture review. Yeah, like I'm I won't. But for and like for me, a lot of times when plus size, I have no plus size options to go shop in store, like anywhere near me, like in the Western world at all, like nothing, like I, not a Cavender's, not a boot barn, like because both my Cavender's and my boot barn that are within an hour of me don't carry plus. So like, I have no. I, and there's a few boutiques. Basically, none of them carry plus. So I have to buy 90% of my wardrobe online. And so I was like, I'm struggling by because I'm ordering things that don't fit me correctly. That was very apparently not designed for a larger body. And so I was like, well, I'm going to show what works and what doesn't work. So they don't waste their money like I did, you know, like because the, there's just not options in person to shop. So we have to make the online easier. Yeah. And I live in Ohio, so we don't really have... I mean, it's beca because of, like, the Yellowstone crowd, like, it's becoming a little bit more popular, and you're seeing a little bit of, like, Western-type fashion in little boutiques and stuff around here, but for the most part, like, no one dresses Western around, uh, for the mm -hmm. most part, unless, unless I'm at an event where I'm with my, you know, friends roping or riding horses or doing whatever, like, then mm -hmm. we look the same, but then again when we go like we'll all be out together and then we'll go into a restaurant everyone looks at us sideways because around here no one even wears you know if you're wearing a cowboy hat or something like that people look at you funny mm -hmm. but 
for us, it's our lifestyle. And so it's just so different. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I went to Texas or something like that, where you can, you know, go and find places, but it's good to, I mean, not good to hear, but at least, you know, sometimes I think that and to hear from you that it's still hard to find, even when yeah. you're in a place I- that it's more, you know, frequent. Yeah. That's one reason I'm like ride or die for Atwoods. Like Atwoods, please give me a deal. I love you so much. Um, because Atwoods has been consistently the only place I could get plus Western wear. Like ever. My whole life. Like yeah. Cavender's Boo Barn. Like God bless that. If y'all like I would love to help them. Like I will gladly show you what will sell. <laughs> like like yeah. but like it just they don't have it, you know. And so for me and even my local boutiques, I know there are some boutiques that really are catering to plus Western, but that I they're just not local to me. So, because yeah. I live, I live in, in BFE, BFE. So, like, it's, you know, it's, it's challenging. And I think it's so, like, brave, I guess. Like, my, like, you or one of my very good, my friend who owns Langray Horses, she's from Maryland. Like, she gets funny looks when she goes out in Western wear. You know what I mean? And people call it a costume, you know? And when I lived in South Carolina, I moved. So, I lived in Mississippi, but I lived in a very Western ag community. Moved to Texas, which don't get no more. I'm sorry. We're the capital for Western wear. And so, like, they, I moved to South Carolina and I would wear my high cotton and get funny looks. And I'd be like, what are you? Where where at South Carolina? Because that matters. Charleston. Oh, yeah. See, no. Cullerton County knows nothing. Yeah. You come to the eastern side of the state, you would have fit right in. Well, see, the further away from Charleston I got, the the better it got. I got off of Monk's Corner with my kind of people in the country, yeah. and we had a blast. <laughs> so, you see, I live I live in Aiken. It's all thoroughbreds, yeah. thoroughbreds and warmbloods around here, but there's a big Western contingent too. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but I was in Charleston with all the Charleston people, and they would look at me <laughs> funny, and I would be like, I would look at them funny because that's just how I am. And so it would wind up, we'd wind up having a Mexican standoff in the middle of a Dillard's in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> It's it's all pop collar polos and penny loafers and khaki shorts and mint juleps. And those little shorts, those little like the little shorts. And you know what say, I'm talking about? Like that the boys wear. Yeah, that was such a culture shock for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, it, right. it, and it's Charleston, Charleston. Uh, first, well, we weren't really in Charleston. We were South Charleston, but hey, the food though, and the food is the good. food is so good. <laughs> the food is okay. good. Ryan, where did we go? What was that one place we went? Oh, uh, you talking about the Dockside? No. Which one? The nice restaurant we went to. Dockside. No, Dockside. no, no, the, no, no, no. The uh, the nice one we went to was uh, the Levitt Street Fish Camp. Yeah. In, in Beaufort. Oh. I'm, oh. a, I'm a low country boy at heart, so <laughs> it's, it's Beaufort and for me. Well, I was just telling my brother that I needed somebody to figure out a way to ship me she crab soup because that doesn't. It's not here. Like they don't have that here. I'll and I, was I like, don't think it freezes well yeah i know i bet it's disgusting if it made it to texas but man I'll, do i'll I make you that. i'll make you my famous low country bowl yes and some cheap well, crab too I'll, how about i just mail you the blue crabs and yeah well i'm going to maryland so maybe i'll get some crab there but they, they've got not, good blue crabs be, there it won't they don't have our shrimp they, they don't have our shrimp they don't have the sweet delicate little creek shrimp we have here in south carolina uh-uh. but yeah it's it like in Texas, it's not brave to wear Western wear. Like that's how we dress. That's yeah. one thing I've been seeing a lot on TikTok. Like people coming after these little boys who are like doing TikTok dances and they're dressed <laughs> kind of Western, and they're like, "You're not a real cowboy." And I'm like, literally, 
everyone the boys from the burbs in texas dress like this like like here's, just, here's my problem is just did is. the kid ever say he was exactly and, and not only that but i mean so i'm i am i'm not well i'm really not i always look at cowboys a job title yeah that's a job title yeah you know there's a lot of people say well it's what's in your heart no it's a job title either you can do yeah. the job or you can't but there is no price of entry to dress yeah. any way you 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 want yeah and that's that's what i've always struggled yeah and i think that's why i've never like like i'm be i've become in the last probably two years i've become the most comfortable with dressing however i want Mm -hmm. and like that's why i like purposely made our fundraiser like a western formal because i was like i can do this yeah and you know like this is my this is my thing and i don't dress up very often so i was walking around and like all of our volunteers and stuff they never see me dressed up like if I wear full face of makeup, it's a miracle. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen I'm it. I've seen it. Nines. And they were like, everyone was like, you know, shocked. And, yeah. I just it. and so I was excited to get to like do that more, but especially around here, like it's, it's such a hard thing because you, if you, if you dress, you know, if I dress in my workwear, people think I'm trying to be a, you know trying to be a cowboy but i'm like no this is literally what i do every day like this mm-hmm. is what i but then you know if you dress up to fashionable you know western wear then people think that you're a bubble bunny or you know <laughs> whatever you want to call you and i'm like you know at this point i've started to learn to like not really care i'm like i'm gonna dress how i want to dress and it's just such a funny stigma because like some of the people that i rope with like when you like, if you were to dress up, like, really nice, all, you know, fashioned out, because we do ranch roping, not rodeo stuff, mm-hmm. like, like, too nice, they're like, oh, that's not, you know, that's not workwear, mm-hmm. you know, why would you dress up looking like that, you know, or you don't dress up enough, and people are like, well, you know, you know, it's just like, yeah. I'm starting to learn. Well, you can't damned if you do damned if you don't so you may as well just do what you want to do <laughs> you may as well just do it because I'm, I'm starting to realize that megan is a cross between dolly Parton and matthew mcconaughey <laughs> I, that is you, the best just thing do, you just do you you just do you man just you do me well you know what i have funny enough i will plug the secret announcement i have a shirt coming out that says if i'm not your cup of tea don't drink it and you know i gotta put on that mississippi accent so if i'm not your cup of tea don't drink it and where are you from in mississippi south mississippi south mississippi okay south mississippi but Um, i uh, mississippi state or Ole miss oh one one parent graduated from one and a grandparent graduated from the other so if i pick one i'm gonna make somebody mad so, so what you're saying is you're in the grove ringing a cowbell yeah okay yeah. but i uh that's a football joke uh jess you may not get it yeah i got no but problem. uh <laughs> but i have i have that's that is how i try to live my life if i'm not your cup of tea don't drink it baby there's no accounting for taste come on yeah. now yeah and i had a near-death experience it's about to get morbid sorry um it's I had a real near-death experience, and I was in that period of my life where I wasn't dressing how I wanted to dress. I just wore what fit and kept it moving, and I almost died, and when I didn't die, I said, I am not going to the casket dressed like this. (laughs) I'm not. I will be covered in glitter and rhinestones in my casket, baby. I ain't going going like this, so I I totally changed how how I did it. I said, listen, if this is what I'm going to be remembered by, because I could go tomorrow, 
I ain't being remembered like this. I'm being remembered for being covered in rhinestones and cussing and and having a good time. That's what that's what I won't be remembered what, for. What was it that Dolly said that she said that she saw some somebody Heck advertising yeah, to look like Dolly Parton that he'll make you look like Dolly Parton for five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars. And she said that she wished she had found him years ago because it saved her millions. Yes. Yeah. She always says it takes a lot of money to look that cheap. And I don't understand the buckle bunny thing at all. Because when I grew up, buckle bunnies were just the girls behind the chutes trying to get with drugs. To me, that's all they were, too. They were just the girls behind the chutes wanting to go home with a cowboy. Yeah. They had no no uniform. No. I mean, they did, but we... Yeah, but it was looked at. It wasn't wasn't rust. It didn't look very Western. If you was in behind them shoes, you knew to look. But it wasn't but. Was it what what they're calling a buckle bunny nowadays? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. You know, I, to me, it's just another way for our industry just to be toxic to itself. Yeah. It really, it, it in the end of the day, that's all it is. If it's if it's not one thing, it's another thing. And and you hit the nail on the head earlier with you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. So yeah. the best thing to do is just tune everybody out and be you. That is the absolute ever loving truth. And and as soon as I figured that out, the sooner I was a whole lot happier. Because dressing up makes me feel good. It makes me happy. And that's for me. And that's for Big Daddy, who also likes me being dressed up. <laughs> that's not for anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, And so if they have an opinion about it, keep it. It's none of my business how you feel about me. Well, you know, and my business is how I feel about it. I me. went, you know, I've gone a long time without posting too many. You know, I have a handful, but I don't have too many videos of me online writing. Other than like my personal social media and mm-hmm. stuff. And the reason being is because you're always going to have that one person. Yeah, me to know it all in the group, and I'm like, I just I'm not going to deal with that. So I'm just, I I made the decision a long time ago not not to do it, and it's another reason why I know a lot of people that are accomplished writers mm-hmm. that don't post a lot of video of them schooling horses and stuff mm-hmm. because they know it's just going to split. Yeah, but they're but I'm getting to the point now that I you know I am an accomplished writer. Yeah, and I'm going to start posting a lot more of that because I'm just to the point now I just don't care. I don't well, know. If it's, it's like even the stuff that I post now is even a little bit more, um, I don't know, brash. Mm-hmm. It's I like I'm, it. I'm just, I'm just like getting it. to the point that I, you know, I'm just, eh. well, I always want to sponsor me, sponsor me, not what you think I am. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like the thing about TikTok that, because I've been talking to a lot of other creators and they have a hard time transitioning from Instagram only to Instagram and TikTok and they're not seeing the same success on TikTok as they did on Instagram and the thing about Instagram is that it is a magazine it's a curated magazine it it is a you have an aesthetic and it is a curated magazine my magazine is all over the place (laughs) because I am all over the place but the TikTok is reality TV people want you it really is People want you. People want yeah. the reality of it. And I do think you should include you, Rod. And I want to see it. And I know plenty of other people do. Absolutely. Jessica gets to see it firsthand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going, he's coming up this weekend. We're going to go riding. For Quarter Horse Congress. <laughs> we're going to do some riding. So. That's awesome. I'm but, excited. I'll, I have been fearful, I guess. Not fearful, but I've been hesitant to post myself riding. And I've been, I was struggling with that. And a friend of mine pulled myself aside and was like, this is a big part of your life. And your whole thing is that you share your life with us. Yep. And if you do it and you handle the com- the comments with grace, that can show other women they can do it and they can handle the comments with grace. Yes. So I, I think that's a pact that the three of us should make is we should all in the next two weeks post a video of us riding. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I have no followers, so it doesn't really affect me. 
I will, I may or may not. <laughs> I will try my very best. Uh, depends on, like I said, my gal is flashing. She's very flashing. And she's on a little bit of a break because uh, she had, she got a little stone bruise on one of her feet. So, but if she gets, if she, if, if her little foot's not bugging her anymore, I may have to hop on and just let y'all see me get my ass kicked, but I'll, I'll do it. Do so on, a, on a scale of Tahine to Carolina Reaper, how spicy are we talking? Um, she's just a freaking weirdo. Like she kind of habanero. I don't. Even, I don't even, yeah, maybe habanero. Maybe like that spicier version of Tabasco. Like I don't. She like aunt, She loves me. She hates my husband. She loves my dog. She actively tries to murder my pigs. It's, like I. Well, you just, do you own an Appaloosa by any chance? No, she's just a big old. She came to me labeled Bay Horse ten years, and that's that's all. And, and negative that's all I know about her. Negative oh, And we we aged her on her teeth, and she's actually put like eight or nine, from what we can tell. But who knows? Mm. And she's that she's just, just means that she's marinated in that spice for a while. Exactly. I think that she probably was a little bit mishandled. And then also she just has a big personality and she'll come up and steal my Dr. Pepper for me and drink it. And like, she just, she, at the first, the first day my husband, okay. My husband bought her. Right. And he's like, Hey, I bought this horse. I have a 12 hour shift. Here's a horse. Just watch it. And, and then I'll be back to take care of it in 12 hours. And I was like, okay. She came off the trailer. Probably could. like, Oh no. Hey, bad colican and i'm home alone with four children and and this big ass bay mare that's colican she is ready fully ready to murder me put my entire boob in her mouth <laughs> and i was like zachary he calls me and he's like what'd you name her and i said glue stick because she's going like <laughs> uh-uh absolutely not like send her to mexico uh-uh she tried to take my one of my favorite assets like she's got to go <laughs> like she oh my word but now she's like nice for the most part unless my pigs or food are involved and then all bets are off i've never heard a horse growl until rosie does <laughs> so, like, so like this pony and i say pony because she's mm. barely 14 hands that's my background right here uh-huh. she's an ex-dude string horse uh-huh so she is like just she's just dumb she knows mm. knew nothing she knew nothing but to, you know, what i call snooter to pooper just to, just to put her nose in the horse's butt in front of her anybody could get on her you could yeah. you could flap your wings as hard as you wanted to she's yeah. not she's not going any faster that mouth was numb from years yeah. of thumbs and everything else yeah i finally softened that horse up a little bit that's that's my buddy uh-huh like she's my little pleasure horse and play day horse um mm-hmm. and that horse right there in my opinion is more spicy than my barrel horse and my barrel horse seriously cause the tbi mm-hmm. so don't ever judge a book by its cover with a horse but what no. when you're talking about dr pepper so that little mare right there she is 17 18 oh. now mm-hmm. do not leave a beer unattended mm-hmm. she will oh. grab it and will turn it up and be shaking her head with it we had a we had a big another bay obviously i like them big old booty base but uh it's always a bay mare but, well we, this one was a gelded named buster and he was huge and he was veiny he was such an athlete yeah. and he I mean, boy they would go out there and he would rope and rope and rope and he was just just an athlete of a horse and my job at eight years old was to bring him a beer at the end of the night when he had done a good job 
And so I would bring him his beer and he'd tip it up and go to drink it. I love that. He was, I've seen a horse do that, but she, I have a yet, like I drink out of these all the time. And she put her whole nose down in that thing and was like, like just she's a weirdo i don't know what I, we have a love-hate relationship i gave her two middle names because she's so bad i need more than one thing to yell like she she <laughs> just ended up a, with my oldest daughter yeah yeah name. her name's rosita Juanita maria hernandez so that's the horse's <laughs> full name <laughs> so that's, you need that's to text her. me that because that's gonna be the name of the episode yeah Ro- rosita Juanita maria hernandez that's her that's her name so she's it's no longer blue stick that we we had to give her a proper name well i'm really really excited to see your guys's nfr stuff come up and what i'm hearing is we need when the nfr stuff comes out i'm gonna have to buy it and then we're we're gonna have to get the nfr that sounds like we're just gonna have to get the nfr it'd be great it'd be great if sarah telly all sent us to the nfr with hats no i don't i don't think that i'm going to the nfr this year i keep getting asked and everybody's like why aren't you going why aren't you going but i have so i have four kids and my youngest is still he's not even two yet and i just i just can't leave him for that long i just can't do it uh so maybe next year when you you can live vicariously through me and jess we're gonna yes yes i'll make it this year i'm gonna buy her outfit anyway because even if i don't go to the nfr because We've decided we're going to stick with our um, Western theme for of our fundraiser every year. So oh, and I'm cool. going to have to keep upping my outfit every year. So well, have to- I, I want to see you in one of her blazers. I'm going to have to talk to her and be like, hey, my friend needs one of your blazers. Because she does these yeah. blazers with cowhide or Pendleton on them. Oh, man. And they, oh, they're soaked. They're chef's kiss. And they make everything look bouge. Everything. And, and while we're, while I put almost- one on and I'm like. Yeah, while like, we're on the subject of western blazers i love i have a um and it was custom made for my grandfather he got married right before he passed away which was a few mm-hmm. years ago my, my mm-hmm. mom so he had a a western suit made did you just say he got buried right before he passed no, he away he got married right before he passed um, away. <laughs> you oh, said yeah. he got he, buried, he married, right yeah he married like a lifelong friend I'm like this is gonna know. be a really interesting now, story but i have that it's a it's a black western blazer uh-huh and but he had it you know he had custom made for him so this is my calling too while you guys are talking about this to on the men's size Uh, we all don't wear 42 yeah some some of us wear a 36 yeah remember that and a six and a half wide i'm really excited i need to check out that boutique you're talking about and i'm gonna probably slowly start upping my word my wardrobe because i have to start going to more like fundraising events and stuff like that so i'm really uh, excited and i didn't mean to, to just like make this a big niagara horses commercial but i do i just genuinely like i'm obsessed with her as a person too like the owner is another plus size cowgirl and so she knows you know what i mean like she yeah and she she's her message is so good so like but i do like 10 out of 10 i love i love everything about her and her brand so I had to. I'll have to, I'll have to follow you on Instagram after we're done here, then we can yeah. DM on there. Yeah, I, I would love to like get your opinion on stuff. Like, hey, would yeah. this work for you in a work environment? Like, it's, like, we need to know, you know. And you do something very different than what I do, which is just do, do around with cell barn rejects. So, uh, <laughs> I have be- another cell barn reject that also is pitiful, and she now is just a passion ornament. So, I just need to quit. I told. 
I told my husband we have to turn in our auction cards. <laughs> oh, so- and then I have a shitland pony. So just a, a herd of spices. Oh, I love it. I have a half, half Welsh, so I feel yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. No, they, she's smarter than all of them. She outsmarts them every time. I have to separate her when they eat because she'll tug their food. <laughs> oh, gosh. We've got a we've got a little Welsh pony cross. She's like twelve, a little over twelve hands, and we use her for a lot of our little kids and our students that need like a lot of support. And I joke all the time with everybody. I'm like, I'm like, of all these horses in the barn, that's the one you got to watch out for because when she's in a mood. She'll be like, kick it out and acting like an idiot. And then you get her with the students and she's fine. But I'm like, See, that's, awesome. that's the one you got to watch. Not my that's mine. Mine had to be moved from where she was to where she is now because she was actively trying to challenge two big, huge Secretariat bloodline horses. Like, <laughs> we're talking huge. These are big old stacked muscle horses. And here comes my little pony. She just, she's she going to be boss, boss hog. And she's bound and determined. She's gonna get herself killed. They laid her out where she was on the ground, and I was like, "Oh, she did. She did." And she then right back up. So she she came to live with me, and she still is out here trying to be boss. But when my five year old goes out there with her halter and lead rope, it's an entirely different animal. Yes, it, it's wild. It's wild. She loves that little girl and very little else. Very little else. So <laughs> she loves her. My horse. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, Megan, it was a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to have you on. I knew it was going to be a good one just as soon as I was like, hey, I need you to come on. I want you to come on and talk about fashion. Thanks. Thank you. I, it was really, it was an honor for you to ask me, and it was really fun getting get to know you all a little bit better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So without any further ado, on behalf of Megan and Jess, I am J. Ryan Chastain, and I want to thank our sponsors. That is Anchor.fm audible.com and a new sponsor that you heard at the top of the show obviously and that is tacovas boots you can check them out on tacovas.com guys thank you so much again for stopping by absolutely thanks for having us yes thanks so much for having me it was a blast